your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Tuesday, Lacrosse Talk PM, the last day of Donald Trump's presidency, Joe Biden's inauguration coming up, the same day lacrosse schools are going back. 608-785-7914 is the talk at text line. There's a lot of news today. <laughs> it feels like a Friday news dump on a Tuesday. There's there's some interesting local news uh, having to do with parking. They did the Board of Public Works meeting today instead of yesterday because Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday. And um, so we can get into that a little bit. Parking ramp stuff. I don't have a price, though. So the one thing I want is the one thing I don't have. I was kind of searching for that, but it's just not anywhere to be found. Um, so maybe someone will so maybe someone will hear and be like, yeah, this stuff's going to cost, because that's what we care about, right? We're going to do what is it going to cost us to park, and what is it going to cost us to make it harder for us to park <laughs> in downtown La Crosse. Uh, the state legislature met today. For 30 seconds, again, I tried to get uh, Assembly spe- uh, assembly Rep. Steve Doyle on, but he's a little busy, but he did text me back. Said, not much to explain. Republicans gaveled in and gaveled out in a few a few seconds later. So uh, anyone that's struggling with unemployment and the fact that we have a very outdated unemployment system, and the governor called a special session today. Why he didn't call a special session six, nine months ago? I don't know. But now he decided to do it. So, okay, well, at least we're calling it for some at, at some point. At least we're doing it, right? Uh, but we gaveled in and gaveled out of that one. We've gaveled in and gaveled out of, and I say we, but it's uh, Republicans who control the state legislature, gaveled in and got, gaveled out of gun measures police measures, and now updating the unemployment. So if you want to pick one of the three that maybe we could just go into session and debate, that would be the one. Uh, So we can get into that a little bit. And Robin Voss, the assembly speaker, has kind of an interesting, kind of interesting, uh, I don't know, situation with his social media that's maybe going to cost taxpayers some more money and just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's one of those deals where he's trying to stick it to, is he trying to take a stance? Like, like Twitter is taking a stance against people that, you know, are trying to overthrow the government and, and posting disinformation. I don't know, but yeah, uh, that's that's just another another one of the weird stories going on today, and I think that's it. I, I don't know if I can I can I, I I will point out that Minnesota's vaccine site came online today and crashed because of course right we're we're in a pandemic and they have uh, it says here they have sixty Minnesota sixty thousand doses available per week, and then they're just doing a free for all whoever gets on the website or calls in first. And, and while that's fine, I guess, why, why don't we just, why don't we just, do, does the government not want to, or health officials don't not want to pick, pick where and who gets the vaccine specifically. 
we we pick who generally it's you know senior citizens and then teachers and childcare workers that's there's nine sites statewide the closest one here is Rochester and and then seniors teachers and childcare workers i think seniors get half where you get 12,000 doses were available seniors would get half and childcare workers and teachers would get the other half but then they just go, have at it. Good luck. Hope you get in. <laughs> I can just see some people trying to, well, I got to get on my phone. Or on, I don't even know what a website is. Uh, <laughs> and and just that that's it. Like, go go, go at it. Why not pick the, the areas? I mean, we always want to argue about, you know, we're making people wear masks and social distance and closing down businesses, even though we're not closing down businesses in Wisconsin, uh, in, in, in across the state, right? Like we're, we're pissed about that. We're, we're mad. And when I say we, I mean, our political leaders have made this a we thing, uh, when in general, if it didn't become political, it wouldn't become a thing, but we, we make that the issue that we want to fight about. And then when it comes to doling out the vaccine, we we should make that an issue again, right? Like, why would rural Houston County? I'll just pick, and not that I don't think Houston isn't doing horrible with the virus. You know, there's cases here and there, there's deaths here and there. Uh, but why would rural Houston County get vaccines when maybe Minneapolis is getting hit uh, the hardest? Right? People are closer together there just makes sense to me now if we want to we want to argue it one way we that we we can't do sweeping things across the state because the virus hits differently in different areas even though i don't believe i don't believe in that logic completely but that's what we're arguing and uh then we could argue that maybe we should be delivering the vaccine in the more highly populated areas where people are more vulnerable people are on top of each other and and just go from there. So it, it's not it, it doesn't seem fair to people that live in the rural areas, but that's just the way it is. Uh, that could be the argument. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line if you want to get in here. And I didn't want to talk about Minnesota vaccines, right? But it's just there we go. That's my maybe I'll maybe I'll hit on it some more. Um, so those are those are a couple of things I want to talk about. If you got anything else. You can bring up. I'm. I'm all. I'm all in. I see. Uh, really want to know about this parking thing, but we're going to get into this parking thing because uh, it's it's one that we all can relate to and affects us. Most of us that end up downtown, right? And uh, all right, we got it, Brad. Brad. Brad's waiting to do the news. Let's get Brad out of here with the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line if you want to get in here. I know that uh, it's called Another Tom. There's a Tom in here that asked about the if public transit workers are included in the 1B vaccine rollout. Get out of here, Stone Temple Pilots. And I I just I, I looked at uh, the currently, currently eligible populations who are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Wisconsin. So uh, phase 1A right now, frontline healthcare workers, residents in in skilled nursing and long-term care facilities. And then phase 1B is police and fire personnel. 
and then future eligible populations for phase 1b adults 65 and over starting January 25th and then there are other recommendations and there there's a link there so you can kind of dive into a bunch of state disaster medical advisory committee recommendations so gets into the weeds after that <laughs> Tom yeah I guess it's not yeah we're not sure Tom yeah Definitely. Tom's texting me back. He's he's diving into this site as, as much as I am right now, just seeing, okay, who is eligible? Um, coming up in 12 minutes, the La Crosse County Democratic Party is hosting a state superintendent. I don't know if it's a debate or a forum. The, the school superintendent, state school superintendent. I, I think I believe they have six of the seven candidates. Uh, what's interesting, I, just, I find it interesting that we even vote for a school superintendent. I don't know how many states do or don't do this, but uh, man, is there is there something that we could be very unaware of what they that person would do, and then and then a lot a lot of people could be voting on this that are just detached from it affecting them at all, right? Like I, if Minnesota voted for this, and I don't even I can't even tell you if they do. I don't remember it ever being on the ballot. I've been there for a decade. Or more. Oh, I may have been in Minnesota for more than a decade. Um, but uh, I've been in my house for a decade. The uh, the school superintendent statewide, Like, if I don't have any kids and don't have any prospects for kids, maybe I don't ever want kids. Like, is it, I, I guess I still would have a say in, in uh, what the, what I would want the superintendent of schools statewide to represent because kids are our future but also I'm probably not doing a deep dive on uh, the seven candidates and what they all represent and what they stand for and how they're going to, you know, run that position, a position that you may or may not have any idea of what, what kind of things that they're in charge of besides schools. Right. Just, just thinking about it generally. I know Troy Gunderson at West Salem is one of these uh, people running for it and he's having, a conference, a news conference tomorrow at 2 p.m. And we're making Brad Williams go check it out because Brad's always down to check out stuff like that. So, I mean, those 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 might be questions, good questions to ask. And maybe I can get Troy Gunderson on here since, you know, we have someone from the area running. And maybe he can explain some of these things to me. You've got, you all probably know how it works, state, super, state school superintendent, but I I've never thought about it. Uh, thanks, Brent. Brent text me, Minnesota's governor appoints the superintendent of schools. Appreciate that. I kind of figured that because I don't ever remember, you know, honestly, if, if Minnesota, if Minnesota, if it was something we vote on, I would probably think about it a little bit more. And then I would have better answers for you for Wisconsin. But this is the first time I'm running through this where I'm like, oh, maybe we got to pay attention to this stuff. Uh, it just seems like such a stupid thing for uh, to put to vote. Um, just like, we're not going to get a very good turnout, right? It's not a presidential election. Like maybe it should go only during the presidential election. Therefore people would, would be more apt to vote on something like that. Uh, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. It's kind of wondering if Ron Kind and uh, Steve Doyle were setting up re-education camps for people who voted for Trump in the last election. Yeah, it seems like what they're looking for. They're they're doing what? Setting up re-education camps. 
Re-education camps. Can you explain what that is? That is where they t- take you in and brainwash you out of voting for Trump. Okay, where, where are they going to set these up? Well, if I ask you, ask Ron Kine and Steve Doyle about do you, do you really it. Do, th- do you really think Ron Kine's going to, what, is he going to have a, a little classroom somewhere, at a, maybe a hotel lobby? He's going to bring people in? Like it it kind of sounds like if it wasn't the CNN. Okay, wh- so you're watching a lot of CNN, are you, Eric? MSNBC is CNN. Of course I am. Okay, there we go. So, uh, so CNN and MSNBC, not Fox or Newsmax or any of them other news stations. So we got you know division each side of the aisle. CNN would say that Ron Kine, the Democratic congressman, is setting up re-education camps to brain to de-brainwash Trump supporters and Steve and Steve Doyle. Just throw him in there because I mentioned him earlier. Because he was nice enough to get back to me. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably what they're saying on CNN. Not Fox News. It doesn't sound like a Fox News headline at all. And it sounds stupid. So don't even listen to that. If that if I don't believe that is something that they're talking about, but um, it's not even worth discussing. Anyway, all right, let's, let's talk about this parking thing. This was uh, the Board of Public Works meeting this morning. And Rob Abraham, Mayor Tim Cabot, all part of this. Rob Abraham is the assistant police chief. Mayor Tim Cabot is the mayor. Um, and there's a nice little printout I got. It probably was a PDF at some point that Brad printed out for me. Appreciate that, Brad. And uh, it's just recommendations for, uh, for the parking ramps downtown. I believe it's all parking ramps related. So... Uh, and I'll just go through these. I, I, I jot them down real quick, but I, I will say it's one, two, three, four, five pages. And we do two-sided paper here, so we save a little bit of paper, even though we're just printing it out when really, if you if you had the uh, ability to download a PDF and then not bog down your computer. I don't really have the ability to download PDFs on this computer anymore because uh, the memory is full. I'm, I'm a little worried about the stuff I'm downloading right now, trying to attend a Zoom meeting while doing the show. But uh, so the parking parking issues downtown lacrosse parking ramps or maybe well a little bit a little bit uh, in other areas I guess around the universities and around Gunderson too um, one would be in, to install license plate readers so when you I believe when you head into the ramps the the thing's just gonna read your license plate so you don't have to you wouldn't have to do anything more than that like you wouldn't have to go walk into you wouldn't have to a take a picture of your license plate. And then, and then go to the the little booth that we paid probably a hundred thousand dollars for, and then uh, you know and enter all your information. And we can do that on an app right now too. So if you just download the app, but we're just gonna have license plate readers. So maybe you wouldn't have to. I don't know what the readers are gonna do exactly. At least they would be able to tell when you were in the ramp for more than three hours to automatically give you a ticket. That seems that seems like one of the. One of the deals it's going to do to me. Heidi's calling in. Heidi, go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Um, I just heard Eric's call. I don't know if it was on CNN, but there is audio recording. It's actually a lawyer for PBS who was saying that children might need to be um, reprogrammed and removed. He actually did say that. It's not a joke. Um, okay. So some guy somewhere said something about brainwashing great i don't care like a guy said something and it sounds crazy so we're gonna run with it we got parking issues here you want to you want to pay for you want to be you want to have to pay for parking downtown 
All right, back to the parking stuff. I'm not talking about brainwash, deep brainwashing, brainwashing, whatever you want, whatever side of the aisle you're on, you would have to decide. Uh, Trump supporters, stupid. Uh, number two on this uh, five-page printout that I actually took notes on because it's easier. Number two, electronic signage that shows the spaces available in the parking ramps. All right, that's good. We need so so when I go to the parking ramps, there's a sign that says you know five spaces available. That's great. Are there uh, are there a lot of times when the parking ramps are full? Not sure. Uh, Joe's calling in. Joe definitely wants to talk about parking. Yeah, right. Um, actually, that thing that it was all over the news this morning. It's a guy who is actually going to be pushing for Biden to set some money aside to uh, deprogram people who have been uh, trapped in the Trump cult. All right. Uh, so so they're, peddling, uh, they're peddling this garbage all over the news this morning, telling, giving people tips on how how they can react, re um, connect with their family members. You know, the, the best thing is, is to just listen to your family member, tell them that it's not their fault, and you can see how it happened, you know. All this bullcrap because they stole the election. They won't even they won't even entertain the idea of looking at the affidavits that were brought forth to the courts. But yet we can spend four years, hundreds of millions of dollars investigating bullcrap, Russia, and every other crappy investigation that they pull out of a hat. But we all right. Thanks, thanks for the call. Sounds like maybe you should head to one of those reeducation camps. Uh, number three. This is good. If I get if I get a call in between every one of these bullet points uh, on downtown parking, it'll be great. This will be great, great theater. Number three, when we uh, decide, and we're going to run into the break here, Scott's comment coming up. So I'll do number three. Maybe I'll get another call. Somebody telling me about re-education camps because clearly you're all watching TV news today. Uh, clearly identify the ramp levels and anemones. Is that number three? Okay, so new paint. And I, that's what I read on the on the sheet. My notes say new paint uh, to identify the ramp levels. So we're going to repaint the, the ramp so that you know when you parked on floor four that you parked in green. So we'll, you'll just remember the color green instead of the number four. It's not like we have ramps that are 50 floors high. Do they even make parking ramps 50 floors high? Um yeah, so I, I don't know about that one. Like, like maybe we maybe we just don't, and then maybe we'll make it pea paint too. Remember that when we had to uh, we had to repaint the ramps, or we wanted to repaint the ramps that would repel people who urinated inside the ramps, that would repel the pee and splash it back on them, something like that. Whew. Oh boy! All right, let's just take a break. Scott's coming coming up. Brad doing the news. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Talking about, you just heard Rob Abraham there talking about this LPR system. License plate reader, LPR. That's what that stands for, I bet. It doesn't actually say on my little uh, PDF printout. But um, if, anyone's, if anyone wants to call about parking, feel free. Uh, and then anyone else that wants to call about uh, one guy somewhere that said that maybe we should ask Biden to set up re-education camps or classes uh, to de-brainwash Trump supporters um, because, you know, because that's a thing, because some guy somewhere said it. 
the most ridiculous thing. Like, let's run with it, right? Let's let's make that let's have that grab all of our attention. Meanwhile, other things are happening, probably relevant things like having to pay for parking in Lacrosse downtown, and one of these things. And I'll get to it. I'm only on number three here. Number four, more signs outside the ramps. That's what my notes say, and then I'll go to the PDF. Install on-street signs directing patrons to the ramps. So probably better signage. Hey, you can park in the ramp. It's here. Maybe big. Maybe put arrows and lights on it. Uh, And then in the during Christmas time, we could make color them. We could put Christmas decorations on them. Remember that was a fight a year ago. Christmas decorations. Uh, Number three is calling in. All right, number three, give it to me. The parking. Oh, I'm confused. It's too many pieces of paper to read. Yeah, well, it's double-sided, so it's it's actually half the amount of paper because it's double-sided, but still a lot of bullet points here. We got ten bullet down points. Down on expense. Anyway, I heard two and three that two was they want automatic readers for the license plates. That's number one. That's number one. That yep. one? Okay. Oh, one thing come to my little Norwegian mind. What if the license plate is dirty and they can't read it? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 maybe you would. Maybe it would be able to tell you. It says the action. The license plate reader will capture the license plate numbers as they enter the ramp. Transient parkers will not have to stop and pay the pay station to start free hour parking session. Yeah, but if the license plate's all full of mud, like a car from Iowa or Minnesota, you won't be able to read the numbers. So, so muddy up. Muddy up your license plate before you head in, and then when you get a ticket for parking, then you just tell them uh, it's your your license plate reader. It's not my fault. Yeah, and then I heard one about they're going to paint different levels of the floor different colors so you know where you are. Yeah, I guess so because our our parking ramps are so, so extravagant that we got to repaint the, them all. What happens if I'm colorblind? I mean, there'll still be a color. I mean, right? I don't. I don't exactly know how colorblind works, but if I see red, but you're colorblind, your red might it might look blue to you, but it'll still look blue, right? Like you'd still be on the blue level. Well, maybe they'll have a sign there telling you which which colors are bad for you, how you can <laughs> translate it back and forth. Well, they could put a number up there too, right? Number four. That would you're be, on yeah, level that'd be four. simple. I think you know the first two things got me stumped. So yeah, and then the other day. Yeah, I was I gonna. You went to Viroqua. Yeah, so I went to Viroqua, and then we got a Saturday night, and we got out of there right before I saw a social media posts talking about how people couldn't get up and down that big hill because it was glare ice. I don't remember if they couldn't get up or couldn't get down, and they had to wait for the salt truck. And it just and the, you're a good guy to talk about this because you were driving. You probably had like a V8 rear wheel drive back in the '70s, right? Well, I had a, a, a chicken truck. I went up and down <laughs> a ten-mile house three times a week. But what was it like when it when it rained and then froze like that, or it snowed? You know, we got a good snow. Did they salt the crap out of the roads where you could drive, or did you have to drive about twenty miles an hour or wait wait till the next day? Well, some days you couldn't get. Sometimes you couldn't get up the hill until the sand truck come. You know, and then I've seen it so bad going up that hill. You're going into Coon Valley, you know, from across. Mm-hmm. That first hill you come to, yeah. I've seen it so slippery that the salt truck uh, couldn't get up the hill, so they'd back up the hill. <laughs> okay, but but back and in the day, can't... but back in the yeah. day, did you have to wait maybe until the next day because we weren't just pouring tons and tons of salt on the roads, or were, were well, we pouring? Well, they usually 
get it opened up. But I mean, okay. they used to stand out in the back of the truck and throw it up with a shovel. Yeah, I get that. They didn't have the spreaders. Yeah. I have seen that 10 mile hill, that first one you went up back in the 50s. There was 30 some semis going up and coming down that were all jackknifed in there. They were there for two days. <laughs> that sounds uh, really interesting. They snowed in for two days, right? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so nowadays we got it pretty good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, well, thanks for the call. Oh, I'm joined, glad you enjoyed your trip to Baroque went back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. All right, see ya. All right, number three calling it. So it sounds like maybe back back in the day when everyone was driving V8 rear wheel drives that they just they the, the the roads were about the same, right? Maybe we we just salted the crap out of them. Sounds like it was fine. The same that we're doing the same. The salting process is a little bit different, and the the salt we're trying to use you know better uh, environmentally a little bit better salt. That's kind of what I was getting at. But we have had the DNR uh, on here before. Maybe we could do that conversation again. Just the the idea that uh, the amount of salt that we're putting on our roads is really detrimental to the environment, and uh, you know, however. However, it affects the marshes and the rivers, the wildlife there. Maybe our drinking water too. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure about that. Man, it's probably the one thing that we really should worry about is our water. It's probably the the one thing, and we have a pretty big water issue on French Island right now because of the firefighting foam. It's just another thing that our state legislature is fighting about. We can't just get rid of this firefighting foam. God forbid. We like why? Why not? It's clearly it's affecting us. In our, in our drinking water. So let's just get rid of it. All right, I'm only on number four here for, for parking. And, but the th- four and five are kind of the same. Four is uh, install signs on the roads just to show you where parking where the parking ramps are. Better signs, apparently, because I feel like, but I live, you know, I work downtown, so I know exactly where the parking ramps are. I feel like there's signs out there. The other, number five is the install signs inside the ramp so you know what street you're turning left or right onto. And there will be arrows to show you that you can turn left or right. (laughs) That's the example here. Exit, J Street, right? Fifth Avenue, left, 4th Street. So a little bit better, you know, because we don't all have phones that tell us all the roads and where everything is. We We need more signs. We need to pay for signs to put in the ramps that tell us to turn left or right. And then which way, you know, if we turn right, there's a road down there, that's 5th Avenue. And if we turn left, there's a road down there, that's 4th Avenue. People don't know these things. We need to tell them. Nobody has these Google phones, uh, Google Maps in their phones. Uh, Number six is update the website to clearly communicate information. All right. Well, do it. I mean, how much, how hard could that be? (laughs) I guess, uh, do uh, do we need to hire... Uh, uh, do we have a website guy at the city? I mean, that seems easy enough. Number seven is to update the bicycle lockers. That's what I have. Action improved bike lockers that we currently have. Promote the market that bike lockers are available in the ramps. So there, I want, do you have to pay for the bike lockers? I've never, I, I bought this bike that I had the intention of biking to work during the pandemic. And of course I never did it. <laughs> Yeah, because I always procrastinated doing work at home. And then I was like, well, I can't bike in now. I don't have enough time. And I feel like it's a little bit dangerous, but just biking from from essentially Hoka down that road, that road just seems a little bit scary to me to bike on. And uh, But bike lockers, do you have to pay for bike lockers or do you just get to throw your bike in there? 
and the lockers look pretty big. So do more than one bike, does more than one bike go in there? Because if I put my bike in the bike locker and then someone else puts their bike in the bike locker, couldn't they just take my bike out? <laughs> so confused. Clearly, I have no idea what bike lockers are. All right, that's number seven. There's 10 of these. Uh, number eight is expand the pay-to-park zones uh, the second half of 21, 2021. Pay-to-park. I mean, that's all you have to hear, right? Pay-to-park. So uh, increase the pay-to-park parking zones to include more streets in the Gunderson Mayo and University districts. So people that have to go to the hospital and people that are in college, the rich college students, right? Uh, they'll have to pay to park right now. I believe it's a dollar an hour and it's a four hour limit. And the people that live around those areas are mad because people that are at the hospitals or people that are uh, attending university park in the streets and they're mad that they're there too long. Um, Mark texted in sounds like Biden voters that need all these signs question mark. Um, okay. Well, I'm, I don't need the signs. I have the Google Maps. Uh, So, yeah, increase the pay-to-park zones. I mean, and then number nine is acquire contractor. Number three is going to love this one. Acquire a contractor and street privilege permits from inspectors and engineering. So that sounds confusing. The action under here. Police parking utility will issue any contractor or street privilege parking. So essentially, I think if you want to put a dumpster or park like a crane or something on the street... Uh, you're gonna go. Ha- you're gonna have to go through the. It used to be the called parking utility. Now it's the police parking utility, and they're gonna give you the permit. And then if you your permit expires or you're parked in the street illegally, uh, they're gonna be able to enforce that. Right? They're gonna be able to, in- to ticket the crane operator who has their crane in the street illegally after permit. We're not enforcing that now. Why not? I, I guess I don't understand why we wouldn't be enforcing. If I've, if I've parked my crane illegally in the street past the uh, the permit time, how come we can't enforce that? So the discussion here under the number nine bullet is currently these permits are not being enforced. Abuse is happening and streets are remaining occupied by equipment, dumpsters, vehicles. Police parking utility would have the ability to manage and enforce the permit. So our police can't, can't enforce the permits at this point? They see a crane parked in the street. Maybe they don't know the permit is expired. I don't have all the details. The discussion thing is only so long. Andy's calling in. Abuse is Andy. Hello. Turn your radio down. Sir, hey, Andy. Ra- hey, I just wanted to make a comment on the, the UWL parking thing. Yeah, go ahead, man. I think it's kind of ridiculous. College students already pay a lot of money, and if you go to UWL or if you've been to UWL, you know that they nickel and dime you for every penny you got. College students don't have the extra money. We shouldn't be trying to get more money out of people who don't already have money. Do Are you a UWL student, or were you? I go to UWL now, and the parking tickets there are incredibly aggressive. It's like $25 for a parking ticket, and they can pull your registration. How tough is I it to... How tough is it what? to, A, park in the ramps, or B, get a, like a, a year permit to park on campus? The permits are basically impossible to get. Those are a lottery to get. You have to sign up for them so far in advance that they really are very difficult to get. Andy, would you say um, would you as, would you say what? it's harder to get a parking permit or a COVID vaccine right now? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably that parking permit. To be honest, <laughs> it's very. I mean, you got to wait. I think a year and a half or so to get one. 
Okay. So and probably going to not wait that long for a COVID vaccine, hopefully, fingers crossed. And then your alternative to that would be to park in the, the university has its own ramps. Is it tough to park in there or is it too expensive? Why, why would, I mean, obviously, it, is it easier to pay a dollar an hour to park in the street? It's more like, um, I would say that is, it's useful. I think it's kind of like I was already against it the way when we switched over to paying. I really didn't like that. But seeing the results haven't actually been as negative because you're only parking an hour here or something. It's nice when you're late, if you're running late for class, to be able to get that spot. But I think sort of trying to get more money out of it, I think, is uh, a little distasteful. Again, you're trying to get more money from people who already don't really have money. Well, if the, your intention was to free up the if your intention was to free up the parking spots, well, that's more or less been done. Yeah, so they, they it kind of worked then. I mean, are the parking ramps kind of obsolete at, at UW Lacrosse? Does nobody use those? The I believe the university has its own parking ramps, right? Yeah, no, people use them. I mean, the people before COVID, all of the parking was being used. It was all being utilized quite well. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, it's really, I mean, like I said, the, and the, the parking enforcement there is, I mean, that's all they have to do is there, and it's a much smaller area for them to patrol, so they are very on top of enforcing those parking regulations. Yeah, I don't mess and around. If, I if you're a UW student and you've gotten one of those tickets and you know how much more expensive they are than a city ticket, you know, it, it sucks. So at this point, I mean, if you're late for class, you pay the dollar or $2 an hour for parking, and then if you're not late for class, you just push out three blocks and park over there? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's that seems to be, and that's what they want to do. I think they want to increase the dollar an hour parking. So you have to walk instead of being parking out three blocks. Now you got to walk five blocks to get the class to park for free. <laughs> and that's a little bit frustrating. It feels like we're not that big of a city where we really don't need these sort of policies. Yeah, that's and that's what I, I I'm only to number nine out of ten bullet points, and that's what I eventually get to. But thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Thank you for answering. Have a good one. You too. All right. So Andy, you to be a lacrosse student. Kind of disappointed in all the parking enforcement. Triple Tom's calling in. Triple Tom, go ahead. You're on the air. I just wanted to mention to that young fellow that if he doesn't want to pay the parking tickets, he should not park in an illegal spot. Is that it? Is that all you got? That's it. Okay. So the most obvious thing. Uh, he, he wasn't talking about paying the parking tickets. I mean, he, he, he understands that. He's saying the... And maybe this is a good system. Maybe the city needs to do this. The UW Lacrosse Parking Enforcement is so on top of things that you're going to get a ticket, and the ticket's awful. It's twenty five dollars. He said, "I don't think uh, I want to say the city's first offense parking ticket is ten dollars." And then, but I will. I will say I think if you don't pay four parking tickets, then they boot your car and tow it at some point. All right, one more quick break, and then I'll get to number ten, and then my answer for all this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple of minutes left here, 608-785-7914. You can still get in. It's actually, we are pretty, we got, we got like five, six minutes. We want to call in and talk about re-education camps that uh, Ron Kind is apparently running. Steve Doyle, too. Because, of, of course, because the guy said that somewhere. If you didn't listen to the show, uh, that was a couple of calls, a couple of earlier calls, uh, people watching a lot of TV news. Stop watching TV news. They they have to do news 24 hours a day. This is kind of hard to do. So I get one hour, I got to fit it all in. So what do I do? I do all 10 bullet points that, that the uh, police parking utility brought up today at the public works meeting. All 10 took the whole hour. I will say, I, I did start off talking about the Minnesota vaccine site that crashed today, and I brought up the uh, the uh, the 
our state legislature. I will t- just just so you know, happy nine months. And what is it? Nine months and five day anniversary of our state government passing a bill of any kind. Nine months and five days. Uh, we could do this every day. We should put a, like a little banner. Uh, me and Chagoski, UW lacrosse political science professor on Friday, talked about how maybe if they want to just pass something, and I called it the roadie bill, but I believe it was the cocktail to go bill. They want to just pass something to get this nine month and five day record scratched. Just pass the ability to bars to, to let you take drinks home along with your chicken dinners. And if you get pulled over for for driving home because you opened your cocktail to go cup before you got home because you're because for whatever reason, well then that's your fault. But why not be able to have bars drive home? Anyway, number ten on the uh the the, the parking the parking downtown parking situation at the Board of Public Works meeting today. And this will be on wisdomnews.com. Brad's going to break it down to you. Uh, install cameras in the ramps that currently don't have cameras in elevator lobbies and stairwells. So, you know, if anything bad happens, there'll be a camera there. Maybe, or if anyone's trying to sleep in the ramps or pee in the ramps, right? Uh, just anything to, to catch people doing bad stuff. Uh you know, and if somebody ends up sleeping in the ramps, I guess we could we could send them, uh, we could get them some help. Uh, number three is calling back. Number three, what you got real quick? Well, I think we need more parking czars. Well, we, we've, we've, we have a new one. I, I forget what his name is, but we do have one. Uh, we got a new one, but we need some more. Like we a parking, a- well, like we have neighborhood associations. Do we need neighborhood parking czars, one for each area? Well, we need more downtown. My neighborhood's got no problem. Everybody parks in their driveway, but we need as many parking czars as we do inspectors running around in those little red pickup trucks. Well, your neighborhood doesn't have a problem, but if we got a parking czar in there, we could make we could probably create some problems. We'll we'll charge parking in front of your house. No, you park in my backyard. I'll charge you five bucks. I think it's illegal to park in yards, isn't it? You can't park. Hold in on, yards. I got a blacktop driveway. Oh, you're good then. You, can uh, just you can't park in your front yard. You can park in the back, but you can't park in your front yard oh, okay. unless you got concrete or blacktop. <laughs> but we need more parking czars. One isn't enough. All right, sounds good. I know a nuisance coordinator. Nuisance coordinator. Yeah, they can also be the uh, grass czar and the shoveling czar. Uh, each neighborhood's going to have one. But number number ten on this list is essentially to install cameras to uh, to catch the bad guys. Doing bad things in the parking ramps. Cameras, I fine. That's fine. Uh, my my thoughts on this is to just get rid of all of it. I mean, if you want to, if you want to update the signs, there are signs in the parking ramps. Everyone's got Google Maps on their phone, so if they don't know where they're going, they just turn their phone on. You're in the ramp already. Just where am I going? Turn my phone on. Okay, I got to turn left. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to update the signage, the install the, the 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 parking ramps need new signs to tell us how many spots there are. Well, I want to know how how many days of the year are the, is the are the parking ramps completely full? Are they ever completely full except when there's an event going on and there's no events right now because COVID? Be a good time to update this stuff because nobody's parked there. Maybe. Uh, but my my idea for all this is just get rid of it all. Just just uh, don't do any of it. Save all the money. Make all the ramps free. Anyone can park anywhere all day. If you wanna, if you wanna have businesses, uh, you know, charge people to park. Uh, 
you know, that people that work downtown and are there for eight hours do that. But if you make every place else free, then nobody's going to do that. Just make all parking everywhere free. We're not that big of a city. It's not that big of a problem. And especially make it free around the hospitals and the universities. That's my solution. Don't do any of it. Get rid of the parking czar. We don't need that person. Get rid of the parking jeeps. We don't need to we don't need jeeps patrolling around giving people tickets. Get rid of alternate side parking. Let anyone park anywhere for as long as they want. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm gonna hope hopefully we talk about this thirty second legislative session uh that came up in our state government. What was it? Just the idea that we have now had three 30-second legislative sessions. We've just ignored packages by the governor uh, on pretty important issues. And not that we need to vote on them one way or the other. I guess we need to vote on them. We did, it was just why are we ignoring these things completely? Not even We're not even discussing them in session. Like, can we, can we debate them in session? Can we see where each side is coming from? Especially in the the idea that the Republicans don't want to update the unemployment system, saying that the governor should be able to do that himself. But in every other case, the governor has too much power and can't do that. But here, here the governor has enough power to do that. All right, we'll get into that tomorrow. Hopefully, thanks. Thanks for listening.